CSU listeners, this is Jonathan Gillum, joined with my colleague Shane Black, and today we're going to have a episode talking about the NBA 2020 playoffs and how history will view these playoffs and kind of the effects of the COVID-19 to the playoffs. Uh, Shane, how you doing? Uh, doing well, Jonathan. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, excited to chop up uh, some sports and uh, I'm glad uh, hopefully we'll see some basketball coming up pretty soon. Yeah, and this is in the context of middle or beginning of July. So as of right now, the playoffs are going to still happen. So we're going to go forth like the playoff plan in place is going to proceed. And just to inform everyone how that might go down and, and kind of how they came up with, and that is. So the NBA 2020 playoffs are going to go down with 22 teams participating in it. Uh, the way that they figured this out were pretty much if you were close or in a running to making the playoffs, you are able to compete for it in a way. Plus, there was an owner vote as well. Um, so essentially, there's going to be nine teams from the East and, and 13 from the Western Conference. And so that's going to start at the end of July, and that will it'll have a regular season. And essentially, you're going to play the remainder of your games with eligible playoff teams. So say if you're on your schedule and you are going to play someone not in this list of teams, then they're, they're going to skip that game. So they're going to allow a chance for teams to play these games out. So let's just look over the uh, Eastern Conference real fast. And I'm going to name them in order of the nine teams from the Eastern Conference, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, and the Washington Wizards. So most likely they, they are going to battle it out between those last spots. So the exception is there's going to be a play in tournament rule. So if the eight and nine seeds in the conference um, are, might have a chance to battle it out. So if the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth, then the number nine seed would need to beat the number eight seed twice to earn a playoff berth, uh, while the number eight seed would need to win one from the two potential games. So that kind of makes a little competitive and, and a little motivation down at the bottom to compete. Um, so the Western, so in the Eastern Conference, that would be the Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, Washington Wizards, most likely battling it out right there um, for who can get in. Two out of the three. Uh, at the Western Conference, which is always a little more competitive, and same as always this year, we have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies. Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, and finally the Phoenix Suns are the last team at 26 and 39. And this isn't a personal dig towards the team, but it seems very unlikely that the Suns will make it. Well, Shane, what do you think the Suns' chances are? That's actually a funny question. I, uh, my favorite team is the Suns. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think they'll do anything. I mean, being six games out with only eight games left to play, 
uh, and just being the Phoenix Suns. I, I don't think they're going to really have any legitimate shot to make the playoffs. Uh, as a Suns fan, though, I am excited. Uh, another eight games for a young team. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and uh, I think it'll go a long way for their development. Um, I mean, people are starting to head down to Orlando in the next week or so. So they're going to have three weeks of practice plus those eight games. Uh, and so even for teams like the Suns uh, that may be out of it, I think it's still a good, it's going to be a good experience for the young players to get more reps in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. It will be very interesting to see kind of how this end. I always love the Western Conference towards the end who gets in the yeah. playoff seating because it's always so competitive. And uh, looking at it right now, I mean, Memphis is sitting there with 32 wins. I don't think, honestly, I don't think anyone's going to catch the Mavericks at 40 of those those other teams. Um, yeah. So I think it's going to be a battle for eighth seed. And it's is Memphis going to be prepared to uh, you know make a good run if they can win probably six games out of their eight? I think they can clinch it. But I think it'd be interesting to see if the Pelicans sneak in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zion Will- Williamson kind of became a force to be reckoned with as he came in you know being uh, injured for half the season pretty much and that would be that would be pretty cool to see that rookie in playing you know they i wouldn't I, they probably wouldn't get past the first round but you know anything can happen it's the playoffs and it'd be cool to see him play yeah no i completely agree uh and with the lakers pretty much having the first seed in the west locked up you know that the nba would love to have a first round matchup between lebron and the lakers and zion in the pelicans and Looking, uh, some people have been coming up with some conspiracy theories saying the NBA uh, gave the Pelicans an easy schedule for this eight games. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, they play the Kings. They, yeah, I know. It's, I mean, there's always conspiracy <laughs> theories flying around in the NBA. Uh, but if you look at their schedule, they play the Kings twice, uh, the Wizards, and the Magic. That, that should be four wins right there. And then they do have a, a matchup against the Grizzlies on August 3rd, which... Uh, it could come down to that game to see who gets that final eight spot. Yeah, and that's 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 really exciting. I think that it gives us a little bit of a pre-playoff excitement too. I mean, we we're gonna see who gets these seedings. Yeah, and that's exciting for me to watch. Um, I kind of got a little off track a little bit. Just as well, you mentioned it, but just to clarify, they are gonna hold it all into one sports complex, and that's gonna be the NBA or the ESPN Worldwide Complex at Walt Disney Resort near Orlando, Florida. They're all going to play there and they're all going to be housed in the uh, Disney Resort there. Um, they There will be no fans. Uh, so that will be something different. And, and for those who are questioning, what are the NBA medical protocols? They haven't really um, said anything like too much detail that I've looked at yet, but it's they're going to have like multiple daily COVID checks on players, temperature checks. They're going to have a rigorous program to prevent and mitigate the risk of COVID-19. So that's what the NBA is claiming right now. Um, so if anyone was knowing, no, wants to know when that's going to start, the regular season will, they don't have it, the, the date set, but they will start um, July 30th ten, tentatively. And then the finals will end no later than October 13th. I think that's kind of cool because maybe the first time in a while we're going to get college football, NFL football, and the NBA playoffs all in one three-month period. It's going to be action-packed if you're a sports fan. Yeah, cross your fingers, but if everything goes <laughs> if everything yeah. goes plan, that's it's going to be insane. Big if. Uh, and, and that kind of goes in 
to our next uh, kind of little segment or next part that we want to talk about. How will this, well, how will COVID affect the playoffs? How will we view the playoffs um, in history? And I, looking at this, it's, it's going to be very different because, you know, this is going to be the first time that there's going to be no home court advantage. Shane, what do you think the home court advantage is going to do for these teams not having home court advantage? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it will be interesting. I, I do think the NBA has an advantage uh, compared to maybe like uh, Major League Baseball, which their season is getting cut by a third. Um, at least the NBA already played 65 out of the 82 games and they're adding another eight. So I do think whoever wins the title and comes out of Orlando as the champions, uh, I won't take any legitimacy away from uh, their championship. So I'm not worried about that. But like you said, the home court advantage is huge and uh, teams have been playing since October 2019 working to get that home court advantage. Now just it, it, it's, it's all for nothing, which is uh, kind of unfortunate for them. But it sets a whole new playing field, and uh, we hold a six seed. Uh, it's not like they're going to have to come and travel into Denver and play the Nuggets uh, in the Pepsi Center. They're going to play in Orlando, and I think that'll help some teams that are lower in the standings and didn't have home court advantage. Honestly, I I like it and I don't like it. I like it for the playoffs because I always feel like. I don't know, just because of the Super Bowl isn't held in a neutral location for NFL. I wish that the NBA playoffs had it, had it just in their own secluded location. You know, they pick uh, NBA playoff city just because oh, home field court or home home field court, home court advantage sometimes is really huge. And sometimes it's I know it, it, there's definite arguments to this, but sometimes you you go and you, you don't get the home court. You don't get the first two games. And then you go down two games and it's real hard to crawl yeah. back out. And I've always felt, why couldn't they do one and one? They can afford to travel constantly. Like yeah, it's yeah. just, I've always saw that. I'm like, if you, it's so much pressure on the away team for those first two games, because you want to go one and one, because it's so hard to climb out of that two and oh. And, and, then, and then on the other hand, it's also, it shows proves greatness that you're able to climb out of a two hole or two and oh, or oh and two yeah. hole. So I, I like it because I want to see kind of how these teams play off and it kind of goes more into the what team is going to get hot um and and who's and who's healthy is always important yeah. and everyone's going to be fairly healthy that's that's a cool thing i think we're going to see all the superstars playing all the stars um the only thing that is going to be i guess maybe weird is the crowd noise yeah how do you how do you think the crowd noise is going to affect the playoffs yeah, uh, that, that's a great question. Um, I mean, speaking to what you were saying about maybe holding uh, the, the finals in a different location all the time, I, I'm definitely not opposed to that idea. But even in that scenario, there would still be a crowd. So here in Orlando, and it's just uh, staff and personnel, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Um, I think these guys are professionals, and not only they're professionals, they're the best of the professionals because they'll be in the playoffs. So I don't think it'll affect them too much. I do think it'll be interesting um, to see if all the mics pick up the different banter that players <laughs> have going on the court because it's going to be just like a normal gym and you're going to hear the, the squeaking of the shoes yep. and every ball that bangs off the rim. So I think it'll be interesting to see if uh, the microphones pick up and 
see how much access the NBA gives us into what the players are saying on the court. I think it's gonna it's gonna feel more like a, a high school game. You ever watched? Yeah, uh, exactly. You ever gone through your local channels and all of a sudden you find a, a high school game on television? It's gonna be a little quieter like that. Um, I think I think it's gonna affect them the first couple of games personally. I think yeah. when you're so programmed to get used to pressure of crowd noise, it's gonna be like awkward silence. You know, like you're having a conversation. There's always that six minute awkward silence kind of thing. I think it's gonna be a little bit like that, but in like play, they're gonna be like, this is weird. I'm playing with no pressure. I think it's gonna affect free throws. I think the first couple of games, okay. and I think they're gonna be like, all right, we got this. We can we can handle this. Cause I, I just feel like like I played basketball and, and especially when you're in games, it's so, you get used to the crowd noise, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and like I said, everything but free throws, because for the most part, if you're the away team or the home team, you won't get a lot of crowd noise for your free throws. But when that fourth quarter, fourth quarter starts heating up, that's, that's going to be kind of interesting. And I, I've heard some people talk about artificial crowd noise. Shane, do you think they're going to use artificial crowd noise and you think they'll try it? Or do you um, think that's, I, that's a bad idea? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, as much as I as much as much I want fans to be there, I think if they pump in artificial crowd noise, that's just going over the top. Uh, I think they, they should just work with what they have. Um, I, I know I've been watching, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but it's the only thing on, so I've been watching some soccer. <laughs> and they've been, they've been pumping in the crowd noise and it just feels so odd because you're yeah. watching a game and there's no one in the stands and yet like the chance and like when someone scores, there's a bunch of noise. I'm like, who's going crazy? There's no one there. So it's just like, we all know pushing watching, a button. yeah, exactly. We all know watching from home what they're doing. So I am personally uh, opposed to them pumping in any sort of crowd noise like that. Yeah, I, I think it's already going to be, let's just say, it's already going to be kind of a weird playoffs anyway. Why w make it weirder, you know? Yeah, I, it's, exactly. It's, it, we want it authentic as possible. I think as a fan, I value the authenticity of the sport. You know, the, the miracle moments, all the special parts that make, make basketball and every other sport special. I like that. And this is already going to be weird. Let's not make it even more, you know, artificial, I guess. It's already already in that land. So I'm with you there. Um, I think uh, one thing that's been talked about, though, or how are the players going to be affected? This is going to be uh, two, two or three months on the road for them. They're not going to be with their families, um, and they're going to have to be, yeah, tested every day. Shane, what do you think? What do you think the players? Uh, do you think this is a bad thing for the players, or do you think? The other, do you think this is their job and they're getting to do their job and we want to see this? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I think it's I think it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I mean, what the NBA has come out with, it, it, if I was uh, twelve, if I was like a twelve-year-old and I could get locked up in Disneyland with, you know, a bunch of free food and they're talking about ping pong tables and showing movies and stuff, that sounds awesome. But for these guys that are twenty to thirty-five. Uh, who are multi-multi-millionaires, I think it'll be a little odd, especially I was thinking about it. Uh, LeBron James lives in a, I don't even know how many square foot mansion, and if he achieves his ultimate goal uh, in staying and winning a title, he's gonna be cooped up in a hotel room in Orlando for three months. So I think that's gonna be really interesting to see how players handle that. Um, obviously, if we want this all to work, 
they're gonna have to stay in the bubble. Uh, and, and for the teams that really have a shot at winning it, like, like the Lakers, uh, the Clippers, the Bucks, they know it's at stake. Um, they're, they're clearly three odds on favorites to win the title. So I think their players are gonna definitely adhere to all the guidelines that are going on. But teams that don't really have the same shot at winning a title, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that they might not adhere to the guidelines of staying in the Orlando bubble. They may go out on the town um, or do other things like that, which would be, be catastrophic for the league. Uh, so I really hope stuff like that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it brings the point. There's always the, the few deviants in sports, right? You always have yeah. the, the couple, couple uh, players that go out the night before a playoff game or the night after they win and go out and celebrate. Um, and it sounds like the NBA doesn't want them to do anything. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's the idea of safety. And it actually might work out because Florida is saying they're closing down a bunch of bars and clubs. So maybe yeah. that will actually keep them on the straight and narrow. But do you think we're going to see a lot of suspensions in the next two months? Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I really hope that we don't. But what I will say, if people are, are acting out and not following the guidelines that the NBA has put in place, I do believe that suspension should be in order. So I, I hope we don't see them, but I really hope that if people are acting out that the NBA does come down hard on this because, uh, I mean, all these guys are, are, are risking their safety um, to their families and, and to everyone to come down to Orlando and play. So a bonehead move by a couple of players uh, should, should not uh, affect the rest of the league, in my opinion. And honestly, I, I, I don't want to take this kind of approach, but I'm going to. I, I don't know why I say I don't want to. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. They're making, they're making a lot of money, okay? It's a, it's a job. Um, and I know they, they're comfortable probably. They don't need the money, but go ahead and make the money. And most of them are playing the sport because they love it. I mean, if I could play professional basketball and make a lot of money, I'd be grateful to do it. And Get, a, get that nice paycheck. And at the same time, from another perspective, is the NBA and, and professional athletes are kind of like this fraternity, right? So in a way, it's kind of like you get a two-week vacation with all your boys in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, you know, just your boys. You get to hang out. I'm, I'm sure they're going to have, like, video games galore. We might see maybe another NBA 2K tournament from the players. Who knows? I mean, they're going to be bored some of the times and practicing. I, it, it could be – we might get a lot of cool content. Imagine they start doing podcasting and you get to hear some of your favorite players chat and, and talk with each other. You know, I, they're going to be cooped up. What else are they going to do? It, yeah. it could have a lot of cool things. Um, I just think, like you said, there are going to be – there might be a few that stray off – you know the, the straight and narrow is probably going to happen, and I think if they if they do, the NBA will come down hard on them. Though, um, but they better be prepared. But I think the the good news is, is, I guess if you lose, you get to go home, right? You don't have to be yeah. tied in your 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 lockdown. But hopefully, the the need for winning will make the playoffs, you know, <clears throat> still a great spectacle to watch. And I think that brings up to my final thoughts on. How will the quality of the playoffs be? And I think, okay, I think the first round, that's when we're going to see the the difference. It's going to look a little sloppy in the first round. Um, one, because they've only had eight games to prepare. And two, it's just going to be a little different playing playoffs like that. I think once 
into the first round, we'll start. It'll start gearing up, and it'll start looking like normal, well, close to normal NBA playoffs. And I think it it, it won't be something in history. Everyone's going to talk about it, right? They're going to be like, "This was a crazy season," but I think it's going to still end up wild. I think it's going to be exciting, and I think the the champion is going to be well deserved. Um, yep. And I think this is a kind of a cool thing we should move into, and we should just talk about our predictions. So. Shane, let's do, let's not go all the way to the championship. Let's go, what are your Western Conference finalies and what are your Eastern Conference? Uh, so in, in the West, as much as I want to go against the grain and against the chalk, I do think it's going to be a matchup of uh, the two big boys from LA and it's going to be Lakers Clippers. I know. I, I really, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, so I'll admit my bias. I, I think the Nuggets are still another year away. Um, I think yeah, they'll actually, they're going to make the same thing again. I think they're going to either lose to the Lakers or the Clippers. I just, it, it, you, they have too much, all those those players have too much playoff experience with the Nuggets doll. The Lakers with LeBron James and then the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you, they just have way too many, and they have too many playoff experience players and the Nuggets don't. Um, so I, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, though, I think the I think the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I don't hate that take at all. I think it's going to be a, a great series. Um, personally, I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan, uh, and I, I think he's going to find a way to pull it out, but I would not be surprised uh, if, the, if the Clippers are there too. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to go with the Lakers. Uh, I think LeBron and AD at that point will be firing on all cylinders. But that is a series. Uh, I know as an, uh, I'm not a Nuggets fan, but you being a Nuggets fan, uh, it, it would hurt to watch those guys play if one of them knocked you out. But that, that's gonna be a great series if it does happen. The reason why I think the Clippers are gonna win is just because that the Clippers team has a pretty playoff experienced team, and uh, AD doesn't really have playoff experience. Um, yeah, when you point. have Paul George. Joachim Noah, Lou Williams, Kawhi Leonard, who just won the championship. And I think there's a chip on their shoulder for just being the Clippers. And I love chips on shoulders. I, I love it. And I think they're so hungry to finally, and they, and they believe. It's all about belief sometimes in sports. I think they believe they, are, they can be the best team in the Western Conference. And they want it because they want to prove to the rest of the world that the Clippers can win the... Everyone rides out the Clippers, you know? It's always been about the Lakers. And we get two L.A. battles. I think, one, it's going to be so good for ratings. We're going to have Kawhi facing off against LeBron. And Kawhi's the younger the younger superstar, and I think this is going to be the unthroning game. I think this is... Kawhi's going to take the crown from LeBron. Uh, not that LeBron's not going to go all the way down the hill. I just think this is going to be the major event where, you know, the new younger superstars are starting to take over, you know, and we start to see the decline of the older ones. That's This is kind of what I think. Um, so, real quick, let's go Eastern Conference. What do you think? Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference, uh, I'm going the Bucks. I mean, best team in basketball in the regular season. Uh, Giannis absolutely dominant. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going to take the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I, the amount of talent they have on their team uh, is just too much. They did underwhelm in the uh, regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if in this eight games uh, that they're playing before the playoffs, if the Sixers moved up a couple seeds. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Joel Embiid, but I do respect his game. 
and uh, I think it's going to be a buck Sixers Eastern Conference Finals. Nice. You know, um, it's it's tough for me because my gut is telling me I think that the Boston Celtics are going to make it. Okay. And I I hate that. I hate myself for that. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big Boston sports fan. They nope. sometimes drive drive me crazy. But I, I just feel like the, the, the Boston Celtics are just a battle-proven team, and I think they're going to find a way to make it. However, I think the Bucks are going to be right there waiting for them, and I, I'm taking the Bucks over the Celtics in the, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I would take the Bucks to uh, beat the Sixers as well. Uh, they're, they're, they're so dominant. I mean, they go like 11, 11 men deep. Uh, and and so everyone's fresh at all times, and then when you go that deep, and then have a guy like Giannis leading the way, it's it's really really tough to stop. And th- see, this this is already playing to my personal bias because my two favorite players and the NBA right now are Giannis and Kawhi. So this is going to be an amazing NBA playoffs for me if it does happen. I would love to see this battle, um, and I like seeing the underdog a little bit. I, to be honest, I'm tired of seeing the Lakers. And the Celtics, those kind of teams in the playoffs. Clipper, I love last year. You know, Toronto, this year, give me the Clippers and the Bucks. Heck yeah, I'm I'm totally in for that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say I think I think the Clippers are gonna win it all against the Bucks. Gonna go yeah, to seven. I, I like that pick. I, I I was gonna take the Lakers over the Bucks. And if the if the Clippers do beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, I would also take the Clippers over the Bucks. I think. Like, uh, like the Nuggets, uh, the Bucks, they, they don't have all that playoff experience, and I, I think they, they need a, another year under their belt. I think they might be one year away. Well, here we go. We have it. Shane has the Lakers over the, the Bucks, and I have the Clippers over the Bucks. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you out there. Shane, it was outstanding to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on and talking sports with me. Always a good time. Yeah, it was awesome. We should uh, definitely, definitely do this more. Uh, yeah, shout out to listeners of KCSU. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we miss y'all back in studio, but we're making the most of what we can do during these times. Definitely. All right. And that will do it for this podcast. Thank you so much.